Welcome back to the <laughs> 98, Studios. Back to 98 Studios podcast, everybody. This week, we are diving into... This week, 98 Studios tries going insane. <laughs> this week has been wild. Yeah, it has. Are we jumping into it? Are we going? Yeah, go for it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, this week has been crazy. It's been um it's been just a roller coaster of emotions of emotions and things to get done. Um but the week is over and I feel good about it. The it's week Friday. has been the week has been very successful, I feel like. Yeah, I had a shoot at the beginning of this weekend. Two. Two shoots, yeah. Um back to back shoot days, which is crazy. We had to get uh we just posted. I mean, you know, I'm sure you'll see it on Instagram. We just had to get all this um podcast stuff figured out for Zach Anderson, which has been great. And go follow today's the day. Yep. Today's check the day out, podcast on Instagram. Check out his podcast. It's about to be very cool. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. Not, um, not about gear though. So if you like gear, gear then yeah. <laughs> stick with us. Kind of separate audiences, but um yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy week. Where do we want to start? Where do let's jump into I don't know. Uh, just following last week real quick, lo-fi stands for low fidelity, and oh. that means that it is... House cleaning. Here we go. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it means that when I said it doesn't mean that it's bad quality, it means it is. So you mm-hmm. can always learn. Always learn new things. New things. I mean, I learn new things every, every day. And Jack learned that he likes that movie... I learned that I hate movie critics with the passion. I hate them so much. They're so mean. I was listening to this podcast yesterday called What We Said from J.C. Marie Smith. Um, it's a really good podcast. Anyway, um, she was talking about how um, she like didn't understand the hate for the, um, for the movie. This is about Don't Worry Darling. And if you listen to our last podcast. We, we ruined the movie. We ruined the movie. Um, it's now been two weeks, so just go see the damn movie. Um, she was talking about it, and she was talking about how the drama most likely played into critics' reviews of the movie. And I think she's 100% right. It, like, doesn't make sense how that movie has a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. And <laughs> it's it's not good. I mean, maybe it's gone up. I really don't think it has. Let's wait for it. Let me see. On I'm going on to Fandango and seeing what the current... Current, um, curtains, the curtains, um, rotten tomato score is it's 39%, so it actually went up a little bit. But congrats, the, but the audience score is 75%. So, I it's just like it's obviously not a bad movie because people like to go see it, but that gets me into my topic about how stupid rotten tomatoes is 99% of the Marvel movies have above an 89 percent and most of those movies paid suck paid followers it, it literally <laughs> it is exactly how instagram you pay for your rotten tomato review you pay for your rotten tomato view it's totally true i mean it is kind of the thing of like if you're a movie critic and you like you get invited to movie premieres or you like like you get to be a part of this like scene if you write a bad review <clears throat> about a movie specifically a Marvel movie or like a big studio movie, there is a chance that that studio will no longer invite you back to premieres or the cool, fancy events. 
And so why would you give a movie a bad score and you can't go see it? It's tough. <clears throat> it's very frustrating. It's so frustrating because that movie was solid. It was good. And and she and I've seen all these videos too on TikTok of um people posting like laughing like laughing when um Harry Styles is acting. So it's like middle of the movie and he does like his angry face scene and everybody freaking like dies laughing in the theater and I'm like it's not that bad. It wasn't don't don't give me this sack. Jack has been following Harry Styles <laughs> since day 1. I love him. And he's so good. So I cannot talk about this movie anymore. But <laughs> if anybody if anybody needs to talk to Jack about this movie, just DM me and we can chat and DM we can have him. our own podcast. He wants to talk about it more. Uh, talking about Disney. Freaking oh yeah. in the topic of movies, they released so many movies. So upcoming movies. I want to get your take on taking classic movies. And instead of coming up with new ideas, releasing the live action, we're gonna get canceled. This is a. <laughs> <laughs> I already know it's go- where it's going, and we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> it's it's not what you think, but I'm just saying. It's. Are it you seems... gonna bring up Ariel's act? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, I think okay. that that's awesome. And those videos, those videos make crying. me cry. <laughs> I was crying at all the videos. If oh. you don't know what we're talking about, go look up uh, little kids reacting to the Little Mermaid, like um, live action. Live action. It will bring you to tears. It will bring you to tears. I think that is very so cool. Cute. So I'm skipping Little Mermaid when I'm talking about this, but. Pinocchio? Did you see the trailer? Oh, have you seen the movie? It's out. I couldn't. I saw the it's trailer so and I bad. was freaked out. Which doesn't make sense because... It makes sense that it's so close to Halloween. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror movie. Because it is horror. Well, actually, the, horror. The, original, the original Pinocchio is actually kind of creepy. There's like that whole part where their kids are turned into donkeys. Anyway, it's a weird movie. But this one is specifically very you, very you scary. did watch it um i got like a little bit into it and i couldn't handle tom hanks he is so bad <laughs> he's so bad it's it's sad i'm like dude you did forrest gump was the production good? i don't even know it like they i mean the animation it was a disney movie so like the animation was good because their animation studio is goaded like literally anything they put out is going to look amazing but he he looked too real and then fake. I, it was it just like was really strange. I, I, like they couldn't nail it. Yeah, I don't it know. felt to me like cats a little bit. Y- yes, and I never saw that. <laughs> Did you watch that? No, I no, could. But you saw. It, but I it did not look good. I saw the trailers. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Pinocchio did not watch it yet, but Peter Pan and Wendy. I didn't know they were going to do that. Yeah, so that's coming out. Okay. Snow White. Snow White live action. Live action. The Hunchback of Notre Dame is coming out. That's going to be a weird one, I feel like. Um, <laughs> that's going to be whoever Whoever they cast is, yeah. That's, that's going to be bad. Prince Charming, uh, Robin Hood. That could be cool. Uh, Hercules. Except in the original Robin Hood, the guy plays, um, uh, what do you call it? He's a fox. Mm-hmm. So are they going to live action? I are they going to cast a fox? They better. They better. Fantastic Mr. Fox Fantastic coming Mr. to Fox? Pixar. Yeah. Uh, Hercules. If it's The Rock, I swear. Oh, gosh. He already played Hercules. Oh, my god. He already did it. It's already done. But no. he'll probably play it again. He better. Bambi. Bambi. I, again. Again. How are they going to live action? Though? Well, the same way they did Lion King. 
Oh, oh, so not really live action, just like siege. Re-release. That was, the Lion King sucked. That was weird, but Seth Rogen was pretty funny. He was funny, but like also Lin-Manuel Miranda needs to take a seat. He's he's producing the score for every single one of these. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No. I promise. <laughs> You're joking. I promise. But I'm not going to get into that with you because no. I love him. But he is. Zach. So all... He's great, but he needs to take a seat. A little bit, I think. it. I can't. His music is really good and he's very talented. But there's so many Lin-Manuel Miranda scores. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens. That Disney check is looking fat. Well, you know, Alan Menken, he did, like, every single one of Disney movies, like the classics. So, like, Beauty and the Beast. What, what does Alan Menken do? He's, uh, he does he composition the score. The score. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, he did uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Hunchback, oh, Newsies, shoot. Little Mermaid, Pocahontas, Enchanted. Like All he did, the above. He did everything. And he's coming back to do these as well. So, I think he plays a part in it, but he's 73. Okay. So, I think they're bringing Lynn into it as the replacement for him dude if they mess up with those scores those scores are classic like they play when you walk into disneyland and it's like it's so beautiful and if they if he well he did moana i mean okay again moana's great (laughs) stop it one (laughs) stop doing it and the rock (laughs) the rock i know i just made fun of him in both podcasts the rock needs to stop too stop he needs both to stop. of you guys need to just chill and stop. But I really do think they're bringing him in as the yeah. replacement, and it'll probably be great. Probably be great. Oh my gosh, <gasps> they're doing another haunted mansion. Yes, haunted mansion. But Ooh. sorry, this is a yeah. That was a big, big list. But basically, I just wanted to get your take on bringing those back. Like, does it show? Like they're trying to. Well, there's that. There's what are they that, trying to do? I'm a. I'm a. I don't know if you know this, but I am a bit of a Disney nerd. I spent about all of quarantine watching this YouTube channel called, um, uh, uh like Untold Disney or something like that. And it's like all the secrets behind Disney. And there is this. And oh my gosh, the Imagineering story on Disney Plus. Have you watched that? It's a documentary about how Disneyland was like created and Walt's vision for everything. And it's beautiful. And it's such a good documentary. Anyway, um, in this like YouTube series, it talks about how um, he Walt wanted all the um, movies to be redone, like every little while. So it's all part of a plan. It's all. I think it's all part of the plan. I mean, it could just be like a money grab, which I mean, it probably is also that. But in the same sense, he wanted it to be always redone for like a new generation of kids. So I don't hate it. And I think especially from, like, the Little Mermaid, like, reactions, it's, like, really cute. And, like, that's exciting for new kids to experience it. But also, I don't know, like, nostalgia-wise. Well, aren't the classics great? I I know. It's like, why couldn't your kid just watch it? It's almost like the second movie, and the second movie of most things is not great. Yeah. I mean, besides Frozen, Frozen 2 was sick. But I digress. And most of the time, sequels aren't good, especially if it's something from disney like there's like fox and the hound 2 sucks and like most of the it does. But the live action will be great but the live action might be good who knows yes and also i think when you make something live action it takes away from the magic of it a little bit because when you're watching something animated especially as a kid it is it, it doesn't 
I don't know. It's I feel a like different it's, world. it's just different. It's a different world. It like takes you and it takes you into that world if the animation is good. And even if it's not good, animation is such a cool art form that it's like it's kind of annoying when studios are like trying to move away from it and like like I love that Pixar has it's always going to be an animation studio. Yeah. And they just nail the animation every time. The new like ele- elements or elemental movie that they're coming out with that was also announced at D23. Um, and have, did you watch um, Soul? Mm-hmm. That was a great movie. I thought that was awesome. It was such a good movie. And I was bawling. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Vicks <laughs> are so good about. They make you cry. I don't ever cry. And I was bawling. You cried at the last podcast we did. <laughs> and I cried on a movie another disney movie called clouds which i won't get into Ooh. but if you can't do it if you are unstable you ever wanna, <laughs> if you ever want to ball your eyes out for three hours <laughs> go ahead and watch that movie it's fun it's so it's sad so, oh my uh, gosh they're doing another they're doing another lion king live action oh good Two. good mufasa mufasa a whole new take <laughs> a whole, a new, whole world. new world it's gonna be great um yeah, sorry, that was a lot of that, but a long-winded way to say. And Pixar announced a new, uh, a new one called. I mean, it's like in, in the work, and I'm going to butcher this name, but it's called Elio, or they introduce a character, and it's a boy who finds himself transported across a galaxy, mistaken for an intergalactic ambassador from planet Earth, and that sounds so cute. They're doing Inside Out two with Amy Poehler again. Zootopia more, and that's gonna. I mean, that's another thing. Zootopia sucked. Um, Ooh, we better get off this topic because I love it. You like Zootopia? Love it. The little part where he gets love hit it. with a blueberry. Acts like a like a predator. You love it. The the rat who acts like love it. A gang boss. <laughs> I love all of it. <laughs> Teaches kids awesome lessons. Yep, sure does. All right, we wanted to introduce a new a new thing to the podcast new we, segment. Depending on how it goes, we may keep it, we may not. Um, just wanted to talk about uh, read stories of horror, kind of horror stories, horror yeah, stories on set. Because I was on set this last this this past week, or I guess this week, um, this past weekend on Monday and Tuesday, and um, it was really fun. And I don't have any horror. Actually, I have one horror story from that, but it was like like very mild. And I have all my own horror stories from being a PA and how intense of a job that is. And um, I would hope that there's like industry people watching this that can like write in and then tell their own stories. Yeah. And I think that's where we want it to go. Yes. Anyway, for now, Jack is, I picked this random, pick story. a random story and we're going to see where article it, and we'll see where it goes, where it takes us. Maybe I'll read some more. I don't know. Okay, here we go. All right. I worked as an unpaid production assistant on an indie set. One of the longest, roughest days was when we filmed in a house in Patterson, New Jersey. Started at 7 a.m. and we're only supposed to go to 9 p.m. We worked for more than six hours before I could have a bathroom break. And by 11 p.m., we were still filming. The last bus back to NYC gone and no other way to get back. Luckily, one of the actors offered to drive off, drive some of us to Staten Island. So basically... The executive producer was happy to leave people working for her for free, abandoned in the middle of the night in Patterson, New Jersey. Great. You get to go to Rhode Island. <laughs> you get to go to Rhode Island and stay unpaid for a couple of days. Is that is, that's, is that pretty normal for your time I mean, as PA? Like you go overtime all the time? 
you don't go overtime all the time actually there's like i know there's big laws in la there's big laws in yeah. la there's a, a screen actors guild and a, like a like a whole thing that's like very strict if you're doing a movie by the cga um screen actor c by sag 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 there it is um by sag but if um if you're not and here in utah there's no unions it's like a not strictly but there isn't any unions in utah so there's not like standard rates there's no like standard work protocols it's just kind of like people from utah are most likely la industry transplants or that like kind of run the Utah industry. And so a lot of the standards from LA and other like film industries are brought into Utah, but Utah is a very weird industry. And I think the people in Utah are nice enough to know that like, if you go over time, you get paid over time yeah. and all that stuff. But um, so the sets I worked on, which is only one set have all been very chill and like fun, but it just like, it's just group like, grueling like pa is like not the hardest job but but it's the start it's, it's the bottom it's the bottom and it's it's the most strenuous job i would say i think it's it's like literally you run around and just get things for people you like you're required to kind of anticipate people's needs have things on you at all times like if the set and and if the set doesn't have like someone to do something like if they don't have a gaffer or if they don't have um a grip boy or which is like in LA that's a little different but here like for the most part um grip is a pretty like easy job i just said that's going to get me in trouble grip is not an easy job but Jack, <laughs> it's not easy but dedicated my but whole pretty much, life like <laughs> people do dedicate oh, their whole life i know to i know to grip but anyway um it yeah, it is. You're just kind of expected to do whatever. So, like, if someone is gone, or if they couldn't, like, f the budget didn't approve for, say, a, a gaffer or or a grip, um, then you have to kind of just kind of. Then lucky that out. you. Then lucky you. You're you're promoted. Yeah, promoted. Well, isn't that like Kurt's podcast goes into like be the PA and work yourself up? Technically, isn't Pretty that much. isn't that an opportunity Pretty to? Much, yeah. And then you do good, and then you and then could if you're good, then you're the move the to that boy for the next <laughs> no, no, year and a half. Yeah, I that's that's one thing it's I really struggle climb. with with the industry. Like there are a lot of talented people in Utah who I think are just like stuffed down by like, well, you haven't been a PA yet, and yeah. you haven't been a gaffer yet, and you haven't been a grip person yet, and you haven't been a first AD, and you haven't been a second AD, and you haven't been a director. So like, it's like, well, like. I have to used to start somewhere and sometimes when you start at the bottom, I think it can deter you from working in the film industry further because it's so intense and so freaking ridiculous with no promise with of no promise ever going, of ever going higher. Yeah. You could stay a PA for the rest of your life and like literally ne or get promoted to be a production coordinator and it's like more pay, but it's pretty much the exact same job. And so, if there's people that like that job, though, that's fine. If people like that job, that's but fine. Yeah, but there's plenty of work to do. I it, think. But I think the biggest if you're thing trying to go is up. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the film industry that kind of get into the film industry wanting to do way more than that. Like they want to be writers, they want to be camera operators, they want to be DPs, they want to be directors, and they're just like, well, if I grind hard enough at this PA job, 
I'll be the next Michael Bay. And it's like, well, you probably won't be because like if, I mean, one of my favorite directors, Quentin Tarantino, he didn't PA on sets. Like he did, but like, like Kill Bill was just a huge movie and it, and he released that and it just blew up. I mean, I'm, I'm skipping parts of like his career, but pretty much for the most part, yeah, Kill Bill just blew up and, well, there still has to be yeah, that. There has to be talent. There, ha- yeah. there has to be talent. That's a big thing. Is that with going and doing the shit part? Yeah, there's talent in it. Yeah, there totally. needs to be that talent. Like with starting PA, just because you went and did that doesn't mean that you now deserve to keep yeah. going up. Like you totally. have to have something that's different as well. It goes the same way of like just because you work as a PM, PA doesn't mean you're entitled to now be. Um, uh, like a director or something like that. Um, yeah. It just doesn't. So, I mean, yeah, that's my take. Speaking more on the set I did this week, though, that was just a, a freelance shoot where I went and did um, video work for for a fashion company here here in Utah called Gibson Look, and it was fun. It was, I mean, we worked with they work with a lot of influencers, so I got to direct a bunch of influencers around, and that's one of my favorite things I think about being a freelance kind of videographer or um, content creator in general, because you kind of have to own up all those roles on set. If it's just you, which for a lot of the time starting out, it is just you. It's and on a so, smaller level, but at least you're doing every single yeah, thing that it takes. You're a PA, you're a, you're a um, cinematographer, you're a DP, you're a, um, I mean, for what we were shooting at cinematographer and DP is a very strong word to use, but, but for it the is, most part, but it's a low level of yeah. getting your hand in a different way than just starting at the bottom to be able to do all that. I think that's the biggest thing is like, if you want to do that kind of stuff and you don't want to start at the bottom of being, I mean, go work on a set. It teaches and be a PA. It teaches you how to live on set. And it more importantly, I think it teaches you set lingo, which is huge to know. Like literally there was one day, it was like one of my first times being on set and someone was like, can you go grab a stinger? What do you think a stinger is? have no idea it's an extension cord oh wow i'm like why not just say extension cord how is stinger easier <laughs> not but you or, yeah but that will be or apple boxes which is i mean maybe you've seen those but they're literally wood boxes pancakes um there's so many different names for things and so it's good to know that kind of stuff and so go work as a pa it's it's, it's honestly a good experience but also just if you want to be like just whatever you want to do, just start doing that. And it, I think immediately you'll realize like, Oh, everybody's faking it until they yeah. figure it out. Even the people you go on set with. And I did the same sort of thing. High school, I graduated a little bit earlier and started, uh, I like cut my classes in half and then just interned at studios. Yeah. Uh, in Utah, there's probably four different studios that I interned at and yeah. just same thing. I was like, I just want to make music, but let me go be in this world yeah, for a little exactly. bit and see what other people are doing. Yeah. And then eventually I just started making my own stuff and was like, yeah, I'm not going to start as the kid that yeah, no. wraps up the chords for everyone and exactly. all the instrument cables. I think everyone, I think you quickly realize like, Oh, I don't have to do that because I can just do it myself and kind of get to my, my desired outcome quicker. Yeah. I, yeah. I would have been able to make, money faster and still like do editing but it's always for someone else yeah. and i just wanted to do it's never as fun 
I just want to, even if the music was going to nobody, just like progress as much as I could in that field. Yeah, on my own. So, yeah, 100%. I'm glad um, this week was good. What was, was the blast. What my, was the bad part? My set horror story was. Um, I was talking to everybody and we were kind of talking about like our next shots and what we needed to get still. And, um, cause we shot up at Sundance and we also shot in Salt Lake city. So it was like just before we were going to go to Salt Lake city. And so I was kind of going over like what we need to get up there. And anyway, um, I'm like talking and I feel like something like right here and I'm like, Ooh, what the hell? And it feels like kind of like a bump. Sorry. That's really loud. I know. Um, and then I like grab it and I feel like a really sharp pain. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, what is going on? Because I it like didn't really feel, and then I felt like a, I still felt the bump, and then I squished, and it felt like a bug squishing, Ugh. and I got bit by a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> it flew inside my shirt. Oh, oh no, no, it no, no. flew inside my shirt, and it just like bit me. And guess where it bit me? Right on the nip. Right on the nip. <laughs> right on the. Did nip. it really? I'm not joking. It literally got like spot on. It bit you or stung you? Well, wasp wasps bite wasps what <laughs> all right wasps bite and so um hurt pretty bad hurt so bad and funny story actually i am deathly afraid of wasps uh not allergic just afraid <laughs> and i and i think i conquered my fear because it didn't just, hurt you as okay. bad as i thought it was gonna hurt but I'm it glad. still freaking hurt <laughs> and Dang, and then you had to go to Salt Lake, and then and I had to finish go to Salt Lake the shoot. And finish the shoot, and and okay, here's here's your, a survivor. Here's your gear tip for the week. Um, I own the DJI RS2 um, Pro wow. <laughs> gimbal, and it's very cool. Um, but I had never set up the focus motor motor that it comes with. Um, because I have like the the pro combo or whatever you want to say. <laughs> Boo. Um, anyway, so I'd never set up the focus motor. Motor. I'd set up the Raven Eye, which is cool, but kind of lame. If you have a monitor, why not just use a monitor? Anyway, um, so I set it up, and I put it on my um, Zoom ring instead of my focus ring, and it is life-changing. You can, like, there's a little dial in front of the DJI that you can move up, like, move side to side, and it zooms in and out on the lens. Follow focus isn't anything new, but I, I, I but he found out. it, but I found it and he I discovered love it. it. That is, that is anyway, fun. First time I'd used it, used it on a shoot and it was a blast. Yeah. Having gear for a long time and not fully, I feel like I always just like open everything, start messing with it. And then just like for years I'll use yeah. something without like touching anything else. Totally. And then I'll watch a YouTube video and I'm like, Oh, I have that like, same thing. Did you it. know you could do this? I'm like, what? With all of my MIDI controllers. I have like, I play the keys and then the buttons I don't press. Yeah. And then yeah. like they have full functions. Like yeah. a MIDI controller is a technically like a remote to your DAW, yeah. which is your workspace. Uh-huh. And everything I'm just like sitting there like clicking and dragging. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah, you know that that button does. That's what that does. All of that. Yeah, so, so dumb. That's no, like, that's like figuring cool. out keyboard shortcuts on, I mean, even in, in um, Pro Tools or, sorry, not Pro Tools, uh, what do you use? Logic. Logic or in Premiere. Like you figure out a new keyboard shortcut and you're like, oh it's my gonna gosh. Change my life. <laughs> it's going to change my life. <laughs> keyboard shor- shortcuts, this could be a whole episode, but yeah, Love utilize key- oh keyboard God. shortcuts because that is going to set you apart from a rookie to looking professional. Yeah. So fascinating. If you know your keyboard shortcuts, it is life-changing. And you can set up your own 
and like i would suggest don't though like learn the learn like i mean there's certain ones but learn the basic ones first like learn premiere pros or logics like setup first and then and then go in and like add your own keyboard shortcuts and stuff like that because it is so worth it to learn just the basic ones yeah the only reason why it's useful to make your own is I switch from logic to pro tools to Ableton. Oh, so I can learn. Do they all have different. They all have different. Of course yeah. They do. So I can go from logic and that's the ones that I learned. Mm-hmm. And then I learned pro tools. The industry requires you. It's kind of old school, but they require you to be pro Tools certified, which means Stupid. literally nothing, Ooh. but you should know yeah. how to use pro tools. It's like the industry standard is avid in video and it's like pro tools why? is avid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, same thing. It's like just nuts that it's like, that's what you need to know. That's a dumb program. <laughs> because what? Say. Cause logic is $200. Like, yeah, I literally, I think that cause and avid's expensive. Yeah. Or or um, Pro Tools is, is expensive. Very expensive, but people can't afford it, so then they use Logic, and then it's or like... Adobe, or just like... But because it's Apple's product, yeah, and it's an upgrade of GarageBand. That's a whole thing as well, but just slightly... I forgot where we even started, yeah. but basically, if you use Logic... Screw Logic. No. You're, le- <laughs> you're legit, but know your shortcuts. Uh, talking about... Midis, and I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but is that thing I sent you this weekend uh, a MIDI or is it not? It's a, so it's a pedal. So Jack sent me the um, microcosm, uh, the hologram. Hologram makes it. Hologram uh, electronics. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, like a pedal as like a guitar pedal. Yeah. So basically you have digital and analog mm-hmm. and now with guitar pedals and how things are moving it's taking it where it's like um half digital half analog you still have the feel i love the feel of actually holding something yeah like being able to mess hardware yeah really having a hardware that you're turning knobs and you're changing sounds and taking samples you can do a lot of it in your programs yeah but in the video i was watching the guy had like a program that was kind of just like a I was like, oh, that's cool. But like, it, I don't know why it'd be just way cooler to just have that thing on your desk. The problem is price. And but it wasn't even that expensive. It's like 500 bucks. And this, look it up. Um, basically, it's so cool. It's $450. I guess you probably need like a power adapter and shit like that. But anyway, yeah, I'll show, I'll throw up a picture of it. Yeah, that's right here. But um, the video I watched for it was running a Volca Keys, which is like, that is a MIDI controller, a MIDI keyboard. Oh, okay. It's very small. Yeah. It has keys. They're like 70 bucks. They're, oh, so is a MIDI just, is that, does MIDI stand for middle of a keyboard? No, it stands for Musical Instrument Digital Interface. So interface, <laughs> <laughs> a nerd. Uh, no, an interface is just um, what's allowing you to take something and play it through the computer. So okay. any of the interfaces and it's just a digital and analog, they, yeah. the hardware anyways, they're, they're playing this Volca keys, which normally has, has a cool sound, but for the money you're getting, yeah, like it sounds like 80, 90 bucks. Like it's for wait, what, which, what are you talking about? So the video I watched was, 
a Volca keys. It's like a little keyboard you can buy. Is it the one I sent you? No, that's, so that's the pedal and it's plugged into another little keyboard. Oh, Oh, sorry. Yes. The video you sent me, it's, he's playing a little keyboard called a Volca keys. Yeah. And it's going through this thing, this pedal basically. Yeah. And altering it to be reverb and delay basically. Yeah. the, The, the title of the video is make any sound cinematic and, is coming out of the Volca keys. That's that thing. So that's the Volca. Next, I'm going to okay. turn up that mix knob so we can hear what the microcosm is actually doing with the signal. This is so cool. Okay, so I, there's so much more to that video. But anyway, he's, quick not, snip, yeah. he's not playing more notes or no, anything. That no, is the pedal doing It's that. all delay, but the reason why it's so cool is it's doing like random patterns. It's not random to yeah. it. It's doing it, of course. But, it's coded to do that. Yeah, but to you, it picks out random yeah. arpeggiators. Because it sounds very random. And it makes it cinematic. And then you turn up the reverb and it just sounds Yeah. It, it is, sounds beautiful. It sounds it sounds like straight it sounds like it's straight out of inter- interstellar. Little echoes. Some of them have been pitch bent up, delay and reverb pedal, but with added weirdness. It features these algorithms right here. Anyway, we that's a whole video that like we could watch and just talk about, but it is so cool. And I know what I'm going to hear for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I love it. But it is, yeah, it's awesome. So is it th- even worth it to have something like that? Or yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. And you can't really, you can't really mimic it. Okay. Yeah. Because you're playing keys. Yeah. You're playing keyboard notes in the pattern that you want. And you're randomizing it into hardware that yeah. like the steps that go through it. Uh-huh. First of all, you're really making something, but but the thing that it does is just it makes it so that you can. It sounds cinematic. You yeah, could throw totally. that. There's no reason why I couldn't throw that into a score. Yeah, and I'm 100. I think that was the coolest thing about it. Is it? So like, if you threw like a voice into it or something like that, would it do the same thing? Yeah. So you pitch it. You pitch it up, and you can just say like "hello," and then it takes "hello." John Bellion is like huge on this. He takes it and pitches it up, and then you can't even tell what it's saying anymore. And then it delays it, and like you don't even adds need an reverb. instrument it reverb. It adds it into an instrument. It turns it into a whole thing, and then all of a sudden you have almost that same exact sound with yeah. just your voice. Yeah. So saying, "I don't have an instrument. I don't know how to play." Like, yeah. Say anything into to it and it just it'll turn it up. into it. It reminded it me of a lot of what Uncut Gems score sounded like. Yeah, 100%. Just like that kind of anxiety but fast-paced and yes. moving. Yeah. I didn't know you watched Uncut Gems. I love that movie. Yeah, don't I tell mean. my parents if they're listening to this, <laughs> but um yeah, that's that score so you can change somebody's I wonder, I wonder who did that score. You can change somebody's heart rate with the oh, 100%. with the score that's why they did that everyone i talked to about it was like oh daniel lopatin know that guy killed it no killed it no nope, no idea either. who it is but but yeah genius genius that 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 it was um, made to give good. you anxiety oh, the whole time yeah. people are like i don't like the film the score it was really loud it was giving me anxiety the whole time I'm like <laughs> it did its purpose yeah perfect yeah like, the whole entire time you're like I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack. About to ruin it. But that ending scene where he gets shot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Two movies back to back. Jack has completely Dude, ruined. Dude, I'm ruthless. I don't even care. I don't care at all. 
But talking about gear, yeah, if you have whatever your favorite pedals are or anything, I'm getting really into like the small, the yeah. small little interfaces. That, sorry, what did you call it? The little piano thingy? It's called the Volca Keys. Volca it's, Keys. It's coming. So we'll... Did you order one? Yeah. So oh, we'll, I didn't know that. That's sick. Yeah. They, you can get them on eBay for, like I, I said, of, like I kind of thought bucks. one of those things was the Volca Keys. <laughs> that, those are just old tape players. Tape but, recorders. Okay. But close. No, <laughs> anything like that. I love just messing with so if you have any recommendations yeah. viewers i love to check out little yeah. stuff this is a terrible segue but um from social creators into <laughs> from from stuff that from we know stuff on instagram to graphic designers <laughs> a great leap we just wanted to talk about um this week uh has been nuts just yeah we had to do some graphic design stuff mm-hmm. and had to find a graphic designer because our normal graphic design stuff was not working not cutting it yeah yeah normally i kind of throw together something on illustrator and it just uh, (laughs) i'm not a graphic designer it is such a hard career to get into and like i mean i praise high praise for all of you graphic designers and like um brand like creators out there is just really really freaking hard to do and so this week we were trying to find um good graphic designers and just like people we liked working with and boy is it hard i am going to kill you if you don't put that water Sorry. bottle down because it's going to pick up Shit. everything look what i just did <laughs> i just made a mess Oopsies. jack is making a mess um yeah just trying to find like find somebody that is on the same page as you and it's hard to it's, it's hard, hard to, to communicate. communicate. Yeah. Oh, Jinx. wow. Um, it's really hard to communicate, like, how to get, like, how you want a logo to look. It's just, yeah, it's so freaking frustrating sometimes to, like, just troubleshoot logos and then something comes back and you're like, well, that's not, like, exactly what we're looking for. But, like, you know that they spent time on it, so you're like, how do I tell you that we want to change it? But yeah, I do want to say if you are looking for work, um, just if you don't know anything about it, if you're reaching out to graphic designers, have at least a month before you need 100%. A week timeline is not a great timeline. And that is on us. A week timeline is we were rushing because we went through seven different people. Yeah in the month and then we were down to the wire and we needed something in a week and it just was tough. Yeah. But what we were looking for was just a logo and yeah. normally you would want to build the logo to also be able to go throughout the whole so entire we needed, brand. We needed an icon and like the lettering. So, um, yeah. And it was just like, and it was, it's for, it's for, can I say? Yeah. It's for it's for today's the day. It's for the podcast that we we just like recently announced. Literally today we announced it. Uh, it's Friday, by the way. This I guess this comes out next Tuesday. But um, we just announced it, and um, yeah, it's for that. And we've just been really trying to figure out and nail down like what the icon is. The, I feel like the icon's the hardest part. It's like really hard to communicate like the vision behind the brand and. It's not that it's hard to communicate, but it's just like, it's hard to, it's hard to make it like clear in a, in an icon in like one icon. Like yeah. it's easy to say in words, 
But how do you sum and that it's up? It's hard to way? explain like your vision as a creative to somebody Another else. Another creative. Like, yeah, it's just all, it's all tough because it's, it can be done a million different ways. Yeah. I think that me and you don't realize how on the same page we are on a bunch of stuff. And yeah. so that's what, how the business can work is exactly. because we're like, sweet. We love that. Like recently we built a record wall just right here. It's a little bit off topic, but we like came up with something and built out all these pieces of wood and like standard, did all this stuff. But we both were like on the same page and we we're looking at a blank wall and we're like, this is what it should be communicated. And then, built it and yeah. did it and it was for both and of us ex- so cool exactly if you come to the studio come check it out but yeah just that that thing of realizing when you go outside of someone you're comfortable with yeah give them as much detail as you possibly can as you can and and i think also like do the work beforehand to figure out what this brand means to you and kind of like come up with the buzzwords of the brand and the like the whole meaning because it will so it was it will help out the artist so much. Yeah, just saying your idea and being like, come up with something, you're going to get back work that just needs so many revisions. Yeah. And everyone we talked to was great was in phenomenal. their job. Yeah. They know what they're doing, but timelines didn't work out, direction, direction communication. Was bad. Communication was bad. Yeah. And um I think we landed on something that we'll be releasing soon, but, uh, yeah, just, just that world of learning to communicate. It's weird because we, we truly live in the same world of like revisions and like, it's very personal and, but like, it was kind of weird to be on the other end of like the client side Mm-hmm. And be like, it's been a long time since it's, it's been, the been such a long time since. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, it's so weird to see like the other side of, um, of like the creative freelance space because we, yeah, we never get to see that side. So it's just, but it's be just nice. But be, <laughs> yeah. Be nice. And realize that like, yeah, that is a tough job. So props yeah. to anyone that does props to any graphic designer. Graphic that has design. To do and I think that's another thing is like as creatives, it's probably, we were definitely probably a lot easier than other clients, but like is I can't imagine working with like big businesses on like trying to figure out, like they think in such a straight line that um, when a creative tries to come up with like something cool and something they probably love. And then to hear back from a business and be like, mm, we want it to be like more serious is probably like, great. Yeah. I think that we gave, the opposite though where it's like really be creative yeah which sometimes and then tried to like narrow it back which was not helpful yeah it's like we gave free reigns and it's like what nope never mind yeah yeah so shout out to everyone that's helped us and you know who you are but you're all very talented and it just was a hard a hard project to figure out hard project yeah props to all of you for for giving it Giving it a shot, but the the next delivering to the it. next uh, guest will be a uh, graphic designer. So yeah. we'll we'll talk more about that. Talk then. about that and the life of how that is with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'll be a really interesting interesting podcast. Yeah, he'll be he'll be awesome. But uh, anything else for? I think studio? so. Studio? No. Sweet. Yeah. Busy week. Thanks for tuning in. Busy week. We will see you next week.